So yesterday, I mentioned the EVM several times without any regard to the fact that many people might not know that it stands for Ethereum Virtual Machine or what that even means. So today, we're going to discuss what that is, why it is important, and why it matters to the NFT community. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So from the creator side, you won't spend much time in this space without hearing the phrase EVM compatibility. Even if you know that EVM stands for Ethereum Virtual Machine, you might not know why that is important or the fact that it does not just apply to the Ethereum blockchain. In fact, the EVM is important to Polygon, Phantom, Tron, Avalanche, Binance Smart Chain, and many other blockchains, even Cardano to an extent. So what is it? In simplest terms, it is cloud computing. So just as we have come accustomed to having Siri in the cloud or our Google Assistant and everything being processed outside of our devices, once we're connected to the internet, all of that computing power can be somewhere else. Well, that is basically what the Ethereum virtual machine is. And just to make that very simple, let's just say that each of our smartphones had to have that Google Assistant built onto the smartphone and it would work offline without connecting to the cloud. Well, first of all, our smartphones would be massive. They would be so big that we couldn't even fit them into our pockets. We probably wouldn't be able to fit them into our house because the Google Assistant and even Siri is running off of these massive data centers with information scouring the internet, computing. I mean, these are just huge, expensive systems and we're able to connect with them virtually using the internet. So the Ethereum virtual machine is somewhat of the same concept. Rather than having each of these individual people that are processing this information that's happening within the smart contract for these blockchains, rather than requiring them to have these supercomputers, they can do this in a much more cost-effective way. They can have a regular computer, or even if you do have a fast computer, it is not some massive data center, and it could be scattered across the globe, thousands of computers processing this, and not just relying on the infrastructure of a Google or Amazon, Microsoft, or the usual suspects in this massive computer data center game. And what is the purpose of this? Well, the EVM is processing all the information that's happening in these contracts. So the contract, if you're not familiar with that smart contract, if you will, it's basically code for the blockchain. So we're very familiar with coders putting these applications online for, let's say, Facebook or any kind of website, really. We're calling them web apps. Well, as far as in Web3, doing this on the blockchain, it's the same concept. It's that the code that is written for the blockchain in Web3, it is a smart contract. And that's what it really comes down to. Even when we're buying NFTs and tapping into the utility of them and so forth, whatever benefits we can get out of it, it is a smart contract, the code that's doing that, interacting with the blockchain, whether it be a sale a swap, or just unlocking something. A developer writes that usually in the language Solidity, and then the EVM processes that. And as these changes are being made on the blockchain, everything is going to be reconciled to the entire network. But all the computing, the heavy work, the lifting, if you will, it's done by the Ethereum virtual machine. So why is that important? Other than people who are making podcasts about NFTs, why is that important, the EVM, and why is that such a big deal? A contract that is written on an Ethereum virtual machine, EVM, compatible chain, can easily be transferred to any of the other EVM chains. So, for example, if a project rolls out on Ethereum and realizes that they want to do so many interactions that is just way too expensive, the gas prices, and it's just not scalable and efficient to do it, 
on the mainnet of Ethereum, and they want to transfer the product or project, I should say, over to Polygon or one of the other solutions within the ecosystem, it's easy to do. The whole project does not have to be scrapped and rewritten in another language. It can be transferred and ported on because EVM to EVM is very easy or vice versa. If someone wants to come from a project, let's say a Polygon project and realizes that, you know what, there is a lot more people interested in this being on Ethereum because that is where the real value is, the real money, if you will. And this is a high-end project. And they said, we launched on Polygon, but we feel that our customer base are more engaged with Ethereum, the main net. We can transfer everything over there. And again, everything doesn't have to be rewritten. It could be easily switched over. Of course, communication has to be made to the holders and so forth, the current holders. But as far as even the developers and everything, they don't have to go out and change out staff, hire new coders or anything. They can just port everything over. The team stays intact and it's still going to be written in Solidity. Everything is basically the same other than the actual blockchain in which it is running on. And why does this matter to the NFT community? Well, first and foremost is a compatibility of the front end because the user that is typically not the person who's creating this stuff, interacting with the blockchain and so forth, doesn't necessarily care what's going on in the back end, correct? We're not writing code and developing this stuff ourselves. We're buying these particular NFTs or products or collectibles, whatever it might be, for the simple fact that we see value in them and not necessarily in the blockchain itself, but the individual product, the individual creation, the individual NFT. So the compatible front end allows us to use, let's say, MetaMask, right? That is the most popular wallet for DeFi and NFT collectors. That is an Ethereum-based wallet primarily. But if you're using Polygon, Binance, Smart Chain, and all the others that are Ethereum-based or the EVM compatible, you can use MetaMask. A lot of people that come new into the system that might have a question about Solana NFTs and then get very upset and frustrated that, well, to go over there, you're going to need a Phantom wallet. A lot of people just don't understand, well, why is that? And understanding the simple fact that there's different languages, there's different compatibilities. That is sort of an advanced thing. That takes a little bit of research and a little bit of explaining. And a lot of people, especially new coming into this space, just do not have that patience. So in essence, when you're launching a project, whether it's EVM compatible or not, it's going to really dictate how that is communicated, which audiences you're going towards and communicating that. But as a collector, also understanding that, yes, I am one who collects a lot of Ethereum stuff or vice versa. I'm one who collects a lot of Solana things. And knowing what EVM is, is going to help me to know which wallet I'm going to use, how I'm going to interact with this stuff. But also, since EVM is really the gold standard and a lot of projects, a lot of chains are using it and so forth. And of course, Solidity is the most popular language that it's going to attract the most developers. And in theory, this is theory, where there are the most developers, there's going to be the most development. Now, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. That doesn't necessarily have to be true because one person could come up with 10 ideas and 10 people might come up with zero ideas. But in theory, generally speaking, if there are more developers working with EVM compatible code, well, they're going to come up with a lot more things that could be used cross-chain and these features can roll out. So a project that is built on Ethereum or Polygon 
might be more advanced in the things that they're offering. That is not to say that a Solana project or a wax based project or another project might not have a lot that is being offered because look what's going on across the Web3 space. I mean, some amazing developments are happening and I'm not taking away anything from any particular blockchain or coder base or ecosystem. But what I'm saying is where there's a lot of developers, things are going to happen and someone might not be directly working for a project, but just is dabbling in developing things within the space. And guess what? A hundred or a thousand EVM compatible projects will end up adopting that feature and rolling it out into their thing. And it might be something that the community is accustomed to, enjoys using and so forth. But now if you step out and go to another ecosystem, it's like, well, wow, why can't this happen? Because we're used to all this being in an Ethereum ecosystem. Well, that is the reason why. Those coders have a completely different system and it's not just something that could be ported over chain to chain outside of the EVM network. And as far as a business that builds a project or a business within Web3, of course, with these NFTs on a particular chain, well, if the chain fails, so let's say five years from now, Polygon just shuts down, like it just doesn't work anymore. The same thing comes into effect as well. They can port everything over to the other blockchain, to Ethereum mainnet or one of the other ones, and everything still goes on. It's not like the business ends with that blockchain. Now, that is probably one of the most scary thing as a business owner. Let's say, for example, let's go to Web2. Use that as a very simple analogy. A lot of people built their business on Facebook ads working. Well, when Apple rolled out their security features and all these different changes within the last couple of years, a lot of these small businesses that was relying 100% on Facebook for their traffic found out that their ads weren't working anymore. It was not cost effective. They could not break even. And guess what? They stopped running their ads. So essentially, they lost their business. Now, let's say one business is entirely reliant on the ecosystem of one particular blockchain and it goes under. Well, if it's EVM compatible, that blockchain crashes. Well, it's all good poured everything over to another one and the business goes on. So it's a little bit safer as far as building within that ecosystem, knowing that let's say right now what we're seeing, a lot of people are just panicking and wondering, well, is Solana going to make it through this winter? All this crazy thing that's going on right now. And should you even build on that? Well, that fear is sort of eliminated with EVM compatible chains, because although it is possible to make that transfer over from Solano to Ethereum or Polygon, we're seeing this right now. I spoke about that with, with the D-Gods and their huge project. They're making that jump. It is very difficult to do. It takes a lot more money, a lot more manpower, and a lot more coding, because basically you are starting from scratch. This is not just a simple copy and paste to bring it over to the next one, as we would do if it was two EVM compatible chains. So with that said, just understanding that there might be some difficulty in switching chains and, you know, whether something that might be developed and built on one might not work on another if you step out of this ecosystem is something to consider as both a creator or a business in the space and as a collector. So hopefully that was clear. We shed a little light onto EVM because I said it so many times yesterday and it just never dawned on me that I don't think I've ever done an episode actually explaining what the EVM is, the Ethereum virtual machine. So hopefully this cleared it up. I would love to know though, have you seen any projects that you currently own that have made the jump from one chain to another? Please feel free to let me know how that change went, if it was successful or if it was a complete failure. Also, which chain it went from and to. Reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.